This is Dr. Kara Shepard, and you're listening to Goat Talk with the Goat Doc. Thanks for listening to Goat Talk with the Goat Doc. This is episode 22, and I had to back in the truck and uh, had to make a run to get printer ink this morning for a meeting that I'm having. And uh, I've got about 20 minutes till I get back home, and gonna do a quick talk about things that people freak out about in neonatal goat kids that don't stress me out in the slightest. I'll have to think of a shorter title for this episode when I post it. Uh, <laughs> so we started kidding at my place and it made it just kind of reminds me of the things that I, you know, people always ask questions about online or people call and freak out about or whatever. And it's the, these are things that are very normal in goat kids and I don't get excited about at all. Um, and, uh, yeah. So hopefully if you listen and you've ever experienced one of these things, it'll put your mind at ease. Or if you're new to kidding and you see some of this stuff happen, uh, that will also be helpful to not panic. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can reach me by email, goat.cara at gmail.com. The website is goatdoc.com. I'm on Instagram at goat underscore doc. And I think I, I told you the wrong Twitter handle when I remembered that I have Twitter. Um, I'm at goatdoccara at, uh, on Twitter. As always, this podcast is provided with the intent to educate and inform. It is not a substitute for professional medical advice or veterinary care provided by your local primary veterinarian. And I strongly encourage you to establish and maintain a current and valid VCPR, veterinarian-client-patient relationship with your local vet. So, funny things in goat kids that people freak out about and are not a big deal at all uh neonatal so neonatal goat kids are just like the really fresh brand new just out of the just out of the mom goat kids um i i don't i don't know when technically the neonatal period ends um it's probably different for different species but um these are the the kids that are just fresh out of the out of the oven um, really commonly, uh, like normal things, normal things to expect. Um, first thing, and this, this one maybe isn't like, I, I feel like I see fewer questions about, but, uh, normal things to expect, um, first of all would be like passing of what's called meconium. Um, so meconium is like the the first poop that the kid's gonna have and it's like dark and like dark like almost black like dark dark brown to black um really like rubbery and sticky uh and 
Uh, sometimes they can pass it during the birthing process. So if you have amniotic fluid that is stained yellow, or if you have like a light colored kid, or sometimes if you if you have lambs too, um, if they have a stressful uh, delivery or something like that, and the the amniotic fluid is stained yellow. Uh, that is that the kid was stressed and uh, pooped in on the way out. Um, so that that you know that delivery can be stressful in any case, uh, but that is that can be a clue that uh, it was a little bit harder for that kid for whatever reason. Um, Usually kids come out and they pass meconium after they start eating, uh, whether they're being dam raised or bottle fed. Um, the meconium should pass within the first like 24 hours or so, and then the stool should change to like a yellow, like like kind of orangey yellow, uh, sticky milk poops is what we call it at my place, um, and that is because they are drinking just milk their entire diet and calories are from milk and that's what color it comes out i have no idea if this is normal and that's what human children do um but that's what goats do and uh, if you're dam raising you might not see a lot of that because moms tend to clean them up pretty well um my dogs tend to want to clean up my kids and their bums which is kind of disgusting but uh they're dogs, they're, and therefore they are disgusting. Uh, so yeah, those are those are normal. That's normal stool for a goat kid. Uh, some, I'm not. I guess I'm not gonna get into like the problems uh, in this episode because it's. I'm gonna have this be pretty quick. I hope. And um, but that those are that's normal. Um, if and honestly like I don't get excited if I don't see them pass meconium or um, I don't know specifically which kid is pooping anymore if they've got a good appetite and they're bouncy and bright and alert meh they, they probably everything's going fine I <laughs> when we first started raising goats I was very like you know, aware of who all did what, but over the years, like I mentioned with kidding, I've gotten a little more relaxed about everything and have a good idea of what's normal and feel fairly confident that if the kids are hungry and bouncy, then they're probably pooping just fine whether I see it or not. The second really, really common thing is kind of, kind of a, a group of things, and this is what... Uh, what kind of made me think of this episode is issues with joints in kids, uh, neonatal kids when they're first out. This may be more common in your full-size dairy breeds because they tend to have longer legs um, be just because of their size um, and the develop how the long bones develop. Um, and I'll go off on a little bit of a tangent here just as an aside. Like if you think about long bones, so that's like your femur, your tibia, like the, the bones that are long um, in your like prey-like species. So any, your horses, your cows, your giraffes, um, any of like your herbivore species that are 
um, babies come out and they're up real quick because they have to maybe run away from predators and when they're not um, in captivity type animals when they're not domesticated um, these kids are <laughs> these babies all come out with pretty long long bones so the um, the metacarpal which is a cannon bone um, the humerus the femur the tibia those are all like relatively long in comparison to the rest of the animal's body they're leggy like like uh, fawn fawns deer deer babies have really long legs um, it's, and horse foals have really long legs um, and they develop that way because the the bones like if you compare a cannon bone, so that's technically a metacarpal, of a baby goat, like if you measure from the knee to the pastern of a baby goat, and then you measure from the knee to the pastern of that baby goat's mom, and then if you measure like the length of the backbone of the baby goat and compare it to the baby goat's mom, like that backbone is going to grow in length a whole lot more than the cannon bone i should measure this and like do some math and figure it out but it just has to do with the way the bones develop the long bones don't have as much capacity to grow in length so they have to come out long to begin with in order for that animal to like reach its normal adult size so these guys um and then if you compare, like I just said, like the, the cannon bone and the spine, but then if you compare like a Nigerian dwarf cannon bone baby to the moms, that, that has less distance to grow. So like proportionally, a Nigerian dwarf baby's legs are less long than like a Nubian baby's legs. Just has to do with the structure and the proportion of the animal. Nigerian dwarf kids are less leggy. So these leggy breeds, like in my Nubians, often, um, especially if it's a multiple, like triplets or more, the babies are all crowded in there, and a uh, couple things tend to freak people out if they come out and they've never seen it before. One of the things is sometimes the joints will be curled under usually this is the pastern so that's like the ankle um and it could be front limbs or hind limbs and the babies will walk with their feet downwards like they're they look like they're walking on their ankles with their toes curled under and people really freak out about that and want usually people want to give selenium and mostly i think that doesn't do anything except make people feel like they did something um so usually this is just a, a manifestation of being curled up, being a long leggy baby and being curled up in a little ball in the uterus for five months, especially with the last month or so of growth being significant and you're really getting kind of crowded in there. Um, another vet that I know has compared this to like, if you take your hand and curl your wrist down so your fingers are pointing back towards your elbow and hold your wrist like that tightly and snugly and even like curl it against your body and hold it there tightly for like 10 minutes and then release it it feels uncomfortable it feel it feels stretched in that way and it feels stiff then imagine curling your wrist like that for a month 
and think about how long it would take to stretch those ligaments out, stretch those tendons out, and feel like you actually could have a normal range of motion in your wrist again. Because that's effectively what happens to that goat kid. Um, I would... I would put money on the fact that on or I would put money on most of these kids not being selenium deficient. Um, usually that's that's a not an issue, especially if the moms have had a good plane of nutrition. Uh, and most most of these guys do fine. You give them like three to five days of letting them walk around and bounce around, and they are just fine. I almost never splint these things uh, because they grow really fast and splinting tends to make muscles weaker and I also worry about um, pressure sores whenever I splint anything I worry about pressure in on the soft tissue causing sores and then those can get infected and that's a whole nother headache to deal with um, so yeah I'm I'm a fan of benign neglect for people like people can tell me oh they've got contracted tendons or they're walking on their ankles and it's terrible they've got some kind of orthopedic deformity I think of hundreds of goat kids I've seen uh, I've seen one that needed support in the form of splints and I, I didn't even I didn't even manage that case I think they ended up going to a small animal vet who was probably a little bit more aggressive about it than I would have been because like I said I'm a fan of benign neglect maybe like maybe a little bit of PT like stretching those limbs uh, those like I said usually ankles like once or twice a day encouraging them to walk the correct way these guys are growing so fast that like you're, you're just gonna go out there one day and they're gonna be fine uh, the second uh, kind of uh, skeletal orthopedic thing that people see and tend to freak out about, in, especially in the leggy breeds again, is um, laxity of joints. So like I mentioned, the contraction of, or the, like the curling under quote-unquote contracted tendons or whatever, um, tends to be pasterns, so tends to be ankles, and then the other end of the spectrum would be laxity of joints, and that tends to be hocks, so that's the hind limbs, um, and that's the the part of the leg that goes backwards, uh, like bends caudally, uh, for lack of a better way to say it. Um, I'll get some, uh, I'll try to get some videos of my kids doing this stuff because I don't even think about it anymore. Usually it resolves in two days. So sometimes basically that hawk, which should bend, um, make like an angle that points towards the hind. Uh, sometimes it's lax when they're out, uh, and when they're out fresh and it kind of flips forward, it looks like it's dislocated or it looks like it's floppy or it looks like something's wrong. And again, I do not get excited about these at all. I do not give selenium. Uh, I let them walk around and strengthen their muscles. Uh, the relative muscle mass of fresh kids is really quite small. Um, they don't have a lot of muscle. They're all bone and like they're really floppy and that's really good for birthing because they're really flexible and their limbs move around a lot on their trunk. Um, as they come out and they start to use the muscles more, they develop their muscles so quickly and uh, 
they, they, they work them, they build more muscle mass, and that helps to stabilize the joints. The, um, so those hawks that kind of bend, hyperextend uh, would probably be the way that I would describe that. It's meh, totally normal. I don't get excited about it. And usually within two to three days, maybe five days on the outside, these guys are just fine and bouncing around and being obnoxious. So I think that is it for the moment. There's probably other like normal things that, that goat kids do that I don't get excited about. Um, but those are the big ones. Um, they're just, just normal and part of being a baby, being a baby goat. I think, I, like I said, I don't know anything about human babies, um, but I think, like, human babies can't hold their head up or something like that, which is kind of crazy. Um, so that would be, like, freaking out because the human baby can't hold its head up. That's, I mean, that's normal. Like, you have to hold the human baby's head, and you don't get excited and put, like, a neck splint on it or anything like that. You just are careful with it. And as it grows, it develops its neck muscles and um, flops its big head around, and then eventually it can control its neck and its head. It's part of growing. Uh, if you have any questions about anything in this episode, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, please feel free to email me. Um, I will try to get some videos and stuff of uh, these these kid things that I don't get excited about and put them up on my Instagram um, and do that for y'all. And I think that is it for the moment. This was a pretty quick episode, and I'll have some more stuff coming soon. Probably be back in the truck because it's spring and things are starting to get crazy. That is going to do it for the moment. I will talk to you guys next time.